Welcome to How to Start a Podcast for Your Business. My name is Harry Duran, and since 2014, I've been the host of Podcast Junkies. I'm also the founder of Fullcast, where we've been helping business owners successfully launch, produce, and market their authority-building podcasts. Welcome to Module 3, Producing Your Authority-Building Podcasts. If you haven't listened to the first two modules on planning and positioning your show, make sure you do that as it's important for setting the groundwork. In this episode, we're going to cover the basics of editing and mastering your audio, creating your episode zero trailer, and the process of submitting your show to Apple Podcasts. Now, when it comes to editing, naturally because this is an audio podcast, there's only so much we can cover in terms of the basics. So when it comes to editing, I have two recommendations for editing software. Naturally, if you've edited audio in the past, you may have a go-to favorite. But what I found is that there's now new tools available that make the editing process easy, and dare I say, even fun. My first recommendation is Hindenburg Journalist. It's a quirky name with a bit of history, but hands down one of my favorite tools for editing shows. I remember when I first got started, I had experience in music production, so I was using a tool called Ableton Live, and if there's any music producers listening, they're very familiar with it. When it comes to editing podcasts, though, it's definitely overkill. Tools like Ableton and Adobe Audition and even GarageBand are made for producing not only voice, but also music as well, and as such, they usually end up with a lot of features that most podcasters would not end up using. I'll provide links in the show notes for you to sign up with a trial for Hindenburg Journalist. Now, there's three variations of the tool. Hindenburg provides a wide range of flavors when it comes to their tool, but for most podcasters, you can get started with their basic Hindenburg Journalist. There's also Hindenburg Journalist Pro, Hindenburg Broadcaster, and Hindenburg Educator, but I found that Journalist is the best option when you're just getting started. And Hindenburg provides a 30-day trial as well. Journalist has the basics that are needed. You can record, import audio, organize your clips, leveling is included, and even several publishing tools which allow you to export it directly to Libsyn or SoundCloud if you have a podcast there. There's even an option to publish to several of the popular podcast hosting platforms as well. As a matter of fact, I'm recording this episode on Hindenburg. Now, one of the things you want to keep in mind when you are editing audio is to keep the tracks separate and keep everything organized so that it's easy for you to edit subsequent episodes and also easy for anyone to open up your Hindenburg session and easily see how you have the audio organized. At a minimum, most podcasts will have music. And so I'd like to start out with a music track as the first one, and then typically I'd have a intro track as the second track, and that's normally where you would have the intro for the podcast and also the outro. Having it organized in this way gives you a nice visual so you can see where the different segments of your show are. Then, depending on whether it's a solo show or an interview-based show, the subsequent tracks, three and four, would be where you have the audio laid out. Lastly, I like to keep a fifth track open as I'm editing audio, and that's where I tend to store snippets of audio that I hear during the process of the editing that I want to pull out later and use as an open in my shows. You may be familiar with this concept. It's known as a cold open, 
And it's a 15 to 30 second soundbite, usually not much more than that, but it's a segment of audio from the conversation or from the solo episode. The idea here is to capture a bit of audio that's intriguing and pulls the listener in and compels them to want to listen to the rest of the episode. Now we'll do a little theater of the mind here. Think about how this all comes together. What we typically like to do when we produce shows for clients is start with that cold open, so that 15 to 30 second soundbite, then we would fade the music in. That intro part of the music is where you would have a show intro, and that's one that would repeat over each episode. So typically it would be something that says, hey, this is the podcast where you're going to discover the greatest tips in marketing with your host, Harry Duran. Now, if you think about it, a good guideline would be to have that voice recorded using a voiceover that's different than the host. It's not a requirement, but it sets the stage for the host to enter. If you think about if you've ever spoken in public and you remember the person that introduces the speaker to the stage, that's typically the function of a show intro. So now you have the music playing, the show intro, and then the music typically fades out. At that point, the host can come in and say, welcome to the show and introduce that episode's content. One of the challenges that trips new podcast editors up in the beginning is to overdo it when it comes to editing out the ums and the ahs and the breaths. If you think about how podcasts are consumed, it's a very intimate medium. People are listening on earphones, as you most likely are right now. And it's normal for a speaker to take a breath in between words, as I'm doing in the course of this recording. The pauses add a little bit of a human touch, and it's how people normally speak, so don't feel the need to edit all those out. And along those same lines, if you can cleanly edit out an um or an ah or an extended stutter or a long pause, those usually do help to tighten up the pace of the show. Again, it's usually a personal preference, but in the beginning, I would edit lightly and then have someone else listen to the audio and give you feedback, especially for those first few. When you're first getting started, you probably want to think about a three-to-one ratio in terms of editing time to actual audio time. So for an hour of an interview, it would probably be best to set aside three hours, especially in those early days as you're learning the ropes of the software and also learning the rhythm for your own editing process. Now, as you think about finishing up an episode, typically at the end, what would happen is the host would wrap up the conversation with the guest and thank them for coming on. Or if it's a solo episode, the host can then wrap up the points that were discussed in that week's content. There's an old sales maxim that says, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them. And I always like to think about that when I'm guiding clients on how to record their podcast episodes and how to present their content. So as the episode wraps up, then typically what would happen is you would have an outro and the outro, like I said, could be the host and then you could have the show outro. So in the same way you had the announcer's voice announcing the beginning of the show, ideally you would bookend that with that same voice announcing the end of the episode. Now there's a couple of things you want to include in your show outro, and I'll give you an example of one here. Thanks for listening to the podcast to learn more about what was covered in this episode, including a summary, timestamps, a few quotes from the episode, and any links mentioned, please visit mywebsite.com forward slash podcast. That's a basic example, but it lets people know where to go as far as the next step. Now, these can get much more advanced, and for some of the work we do with clients, we actually have a 
call to action that has them download a lead magnet as a way to get them on their email list or has them book a time to schedule a strategy session or a sales call. So these can be customized depending on your need. Ideally, you want a simple, clear call to action at the end of each episode. And the guidance that we provide for clients is what's the one thing you want a listener to do as a result of having listened to the episode? So that would be your show outro. And then typically at that point is where the music fades back in for a couple of bars and then ends nicely. And that gives you the two bookends for a podcast episode. Okay, so I realize that that's a lot to visualize on a podcast episode, but I wanted to give you an idea of how a basic edit happens in Hindenburg. Again, it's my go-to recommendation, Hindenburg Journalist, and we'll provide a link in the show notes so you can sign up for a 30-day trial. Another tool that's getting a lot of attention is Descript, and it was founded by the former CEO of Groupon, Andrew Mason. Andrew and I actually spoke a couple of times on Podcast Junkies, and it's been fascinating to see what they've been putting together. The company has received a good deal of funding, and essentially what makes it so special is it allows you to edit audio as if you were using a word processing tool. The way it works is that you upload your audio, Descript provides a transcription, and then the text is available on screen. You then begin editing the actual words on the screen, and it intuitively edits the corresponding audio. I know it sounds like a bit of magic, but it's fascinating to see how they've been able to make that happen. So I've been seeing a lot of new podcasters go with something like Descript because it doesn't require you to think like an audio editor. It's more intuitive and uses an interface that a lot more people are comfortable with. So Hindenburg Journalist and Descript are my two tool recommendations for editing audio. Now, one of the things you want to think about if you are a business owner is that while it's helpful for you to learn the basics of editing, I would venture to say it's not something that's a specialty or what my coach likes to say, your genius. So very quickly, you want to start thinking about opportunities for outsourcing that. And if you do need help with that, that's a service that we provide at Fullcast. Simply send me an email at harry at fullcast.co with the words podcast fan in the subject line, and we'd be happy to help. The next topic I want to cover is music. At Fullcast, we're big fans of the team at Pacific Content, and a recent article that they wrote was titled, How to Choose Music for Your Podcast. And their tagline is that it's not about the music, it's about the feelings. So I'll provide a link to the actual article because I think it's going to be very helpful. But what you want to think about at a high level is that the music should set a tone for your show. Naturally, it should be royalty-free, so you don't run into any copyright issues. If you do have the funds and the budget to obtain copyrighted music, naturally that can up-level your show as well. I'm going to provide links in the show notes for a variety of services that provide royalty-free music. Some of the ones that we like include Megatracks, Podcast Music, Pond5, Audio Jungle, and Blue Dot Sessions. The list keeps on changing periodically, so we'll make sure to keep it updated as well. And remember, as with all things, when, when it comes to editing, less is more. You don't have to overdo it with the music. Sometimes it just helps to add a little bit of tone in the beginning. And at the end, if you want to get a little fancier, you can take some of those snippets of the audio that you've chosen and use them for transition elements in a show. But again, less is more. Start with a minimalist approach. And again, get feedback from friends and have them describe to you the mood that is being conveyed by the music that you selected to see if you're on the right path. Okay, so now you have a edited episode with music, 
And what you want to do is export it as a WAV file. This is really important, and new podcasters sometimes get tripped up on this idea of compression and lossless files. So the basics are that you always want to export your audio as a lossless format, and that would typically be the WAV format. Now, once the file is exported as WAV, the next step would be to master it. You can have someone master it in their audio tool if they are a professional podcast editor and tools like Hindenburg, like Audition, make that really easy if you know what you're doing. I myself studied mastering when I was doing my music production, and suffice it to say that it is an art in and of itself. Luckily, there is a tool that makes this extremely easy, and it's my go-to recommendation for new podcasters. The tool is called Auphonic. We'll provide a link in the show notes. It's spelled A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C dot com. The beauty of Auphonic is that it allows you to master up to two hours of audio free every month, and then if you need additional time, you can simply buy what you need. Auphonic makes it so easy to master the audio, and it's a no-brainer for you to do that with every piece of audio that you produce. It helps level your speakers out, provides noise and hum reduction, and also gets your audio to the proper volume for podcasts. This is known as LUFS, capital L-U-F-S. It's a technical term, but it's a standard for all podcasts, and with Auphonic, you can select that as a preset. So master it through Auphonic, and you'll be happy you did. It'll even out and level your audio and make it sound truly professional. Now that you have the basics down for editing audio, what you want to think about is producing your episode zero. This is also known as your podcast trailer. Episode zero is important as it serves as an introduction to your show. And from our standpoint, it serves multiple purposes. One, it introduces the listener to you. And also, it's important to have audio when you're ready to submit the show to Apple Podcasts. The four things you need when submitting a show are a podcast name, a podcast description, podcast cover art, and one piece of audio, and typically this is going to be your podcast trailer. One of the reasons we work on this as the first piece of audio when we're launching shows for clients is that the submission process to Apple can sometimes take several days, and having this episode allows us to start the process and ensure everything looks okay once we're ready with the subsequent episodes one, two, and so forth. The other benefit is that it can be used as a reference in future episodes. You can direct new listeners to the episode trailer, and it'll provide the background story on the podcast. Each episode zero should include the following components. Introduce yourself and a bit of your background story. This should serve to demonstrate why you're qualified to lead this conversation. Let them know the reason for the podcast, why you felt there was a need to create this show, and why you are the right person to do it. Talk about your plans for the show. If possible, give listeners a sneak preview of the guests you're expecting, and also how often you'll be publishing. Anything you're doing to kick off the show differently than what the normal cadence of the show will be should also be mentioned. So for example, if it is going to be a weekly show, but you're launching with two a week for the first month, you'll want to let the listener know that as well. Let them know that their feedback is important and give them a reason to subscribe. The good thing about having this episode in Apple Podcasts is that you can then begin to promote the show and let them know that it's available on Apple Podcasts just with that podcast trailer. You can then instruct your fans, your supporters to go subscribe to the show. And the beauty of that is that once you start releasing the subsequent episodes, since they've already subscribed, those new episodes will be downloaded automatically to their podcast player. Keep it friendly, keep it conversational. What we found is something in that 10 to 15 minute range tops usually works best. You don't want to make it too long as you'll run the risk of 
boring the listener right out of the gate, and that's something you don't want to do. So keep it lively, keep it short, to the point, and the overall tone should be you expressing the excitement about why you've decided to launch this show. That's the important takeaway. Okay, so we've covered the editing, we've covered the mastering, we've covered episode zero, and as I mentioned, the next step would be to submit your show to Apple. The main thing you want to be sure of here is that you already have a valid Apple ID. So if you don't have one, make sure that's the first thing you do, create an Apple ID. Once you have that, you can log into Podcasts Connect, and that's podcast plural, connect.apple.com. And again, there'll be links for this in the show notes as well. There you'll be prompted to enter and validate your RSS feed, which will be provided by your podcast hosting company. Once the RSS feed is validated, Apple will send you a confirmation email, and then within a few days, you'll be notified that your show is live in the Apple Podcast directory. I'll provide some additional resources in the show notes for the list of other directories you should be submitting your show to. These include Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, etc. The key thing to remember is that you want your show to be found on every single platform where podcasts are now being found. While you may not necessarily listen to your shows on Spotify, for example, or tune in, there are people that are new to podcasting that are discovering podcasts on those platforms, and it's important that your show be found on all of the available platforms as well. Okay, so that's it for this module on producing a podcast for your business. In the next module, Publish, we'll cover the topics of scheduling your guests, some best practices on email templates, and a primer on how to set up your email list Thanks for listening to this episode of How to Start a Podcast for Your Business. To read the full show notes, download a full transcription, and review any links or resources mentioned, visit fullcast.fm forward slash produce. And if you'd like to have a free chat with us to understand how a podcast can help your business, schedule a free call at fullcast.co forward slash pod 15. That's P-O-D-1-5. And if you're enjoying the show and have found the content valuable, please leave us a rating and a review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash bizcast, B-I-Z-C-A-S-T. And finally, remember, the world needs to hear your voice.